You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. Bing is for doing, and we are doing another very special Hannibal After Buzz After Show. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined, as always, by the beautiful Julia Keeley. Hi. Hey, everybody. And by the not-so-beautiful Joe Sanfilippo. It's nice to be here with you guys, You're ugly beautiful. as I may be. And by the gorgeous Nando Velasquez. Oh, oh gorgeous. Someone has a <laughs> Don't get jealous, Sanfilippo. Don't get jealous. <laughs> but the fairest of them all <laughs> is our special guest, her name is Martha De Laurentiis. Yeah. She, yes, yes. So this is finale week here for us on, on the Hannibal After Buzz and for all of you fanables out there. And and we just had uh, creator, uh, executive producer Brian Fuller in. And mm-hmm. you guys can check that out. And now we have executive producer Martha De Laurentiis in. And we're very, very excited to talk about the season and, and the origins of this and, and get into some more some more stuff. So thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> so let's. I want to dive right in. There's, there's tons and tons of stuff to. to yeah, it's good. It's tons. I think you're on. Are you on? Yeah. I said my pleasure. I didn't yeah. hear it. Oh, I didn't hear it either. I didn't hear it either. <laughs> I right. want to make sure. Now we win. Now we. Yeah, so we there's okay. So there's tons to get to, but I really want to get to a little bit of background first because we know you know you, obviously you you've been a film producer for for years and years and years and um and 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 we, I love. Actually, I really, I, I love Breakdown. That's, that's something to tell you right now. Talking about lo- truckers, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Breakdown. Oh, man. I, I, I love that film and, 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 a few, and a bunch more. But, you know, you did, you, you're known primarily for these, these, for getting involved in the Thomas Harris stuff. You know, you did um, Hannibal, of course, a much-anticipated sequel to Silence of the Lambs, uh, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. And you did um, Red Dragon as well. And, and you guys also did uh, Hannibal Rising. So... As and I, Manhunter. And Man- Manhunter. I didn't produce it, but our company did. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was uh, in 1985 in North Carolina, and I was president of the studio back there. Oh. And Michael Mann came there, and, and we got involved with, that was the way into Red Dragon, the book, which, little story, it being called Red Dragon, but in the 80s, anything with the title Red in it signified communism. Mm. So, of course, everybody was always afraid of communism since, since they... 50s, 60s. Right. So we said, what are we going to call it? And it came up to be Manhunter because it was the hunt for a serial killer. That's incredible. That's, I didn't know any of that. I thought yeah. I knew everything. Not, well, that was, that was the, uh, you know, buying the first book of Thomas Harris's Red Dragon. Then we had the opportunity of then um, having the first and last negotiation for any author written sequels. Sure. So then, you know, followed the other books. Ah. But we did pass, actually, on Silence of the Lambs. Oh. I know. It was, oh, uh, that's a bummer. Well, well on, on one hand, you know, I was, I was pregnant at the time. And just about ready to give birth. And um, we were actually developing another serial killer series. Manhunter was not a huge success for the company. And instead of reading the book, someone else in the company covered it. And, you know, said it was a great story. But she thought by us developing something else. And Dino, of course, didn't read it because his first pass was always in, in, uh, in the Italian language. Right. 
so we passed. But what we did do was we gave the opportunity of who produced it was Orion Pictures and Jonathan Demme and his team to utilize the characters that were established in Red Dragon, like you know Lecter, sure. Jack Crawford, um, Chilton, Barney, etc. Those established characters in Red Dragon were were basically ours to carry on. So we gave those to him, knowing that if Sons of the Lambs was you know, a success, right. then that franchise was renewed. Right. Hmm. And it worked. And it was. And it exactly. was. Win win. So then it goes on to the others. Well, I love, I'm so, I'm so interesting that you guys, your company did both, because I love Manhunter. I mean, Manhunter, I love Manhunter. I really love it. But I also love Red Dragon. So I'm a little torn there. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. And then now... I have a whole nother Will Graham and a whole nother Hannibal Lecter and a whole nother Jack Crawford to follow him. Will up Graham with. the third time. Yes, <laughs> and, you know, like, those are those are big shoes to fill with, uh, you know, with William Peterson and and Ed Norton and and, and Hugh Dancy's just done a fantastic. But job. they're all different. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes. Yeah, as well so. as the characters are, are drawn differently. Right. Well, the first thing I want to get, get into is with you is, you know, so what, you know, we know that you, you, you started with the with the Manhunter book and then you went to Fast Islands and Lambs and then went to uh, Hannibal and Red Dragon. But, you know, these these characters have been around in these books and in the films for like thir- the last 30 years. So what, what made you, you know... Um, want to take these existing characters, these existing roles that people have already played, these Academy Award winning roles and everything else that people know and love, and then try to reinvent them again and take them to television. Where did that idea come from? Well, actually, and we have to thank the filmmakers of Silence of the Lambs because Thomas, in writing Silence of the Lambs, wrote a truly cinematic book that basically translated onto the screen as really upping the bar on the genre of thriller and horror and serial killer. Uh, by fact of you know them winning the the Oscars for sure. their performances mm-hmm. and for Best Picture, etc. Mm-hmm. So with that, pretty much Thomas set the bar, and everything afterwards has been an imitation. And you just keep seeing the imitations, even on television again. You know, I can't really you know say what the titles are, but they're <laughs> well, right now being told uh, again. But it's not that I felt that Hannibal needed to be put out there to be a television series. I thought that there was a very interesting and quality series in the character of Hannibal Lecter to still be explored with Will Graham as well. And there's a period of time before the book of Red Dragon, which is Thomas's first book, that is kind of leads up to what all happens right. in all the books. There's always this history of this character of what he's done, insinuated of what he did, the characters of who he did it to. There's a big story to be told in all of that. Right. And that's what we were lucky that when... Um, uh, actually, uh, the the partner is, is Gomal International Television that I made the partnership with to do the series, and Katie O'Connell, head of Gomal, had a um, uh, just a, a run-in with Brian. I think he might have mentioned, you know, yeah, when, when he plane. talked to you guys it, on a plane, a plane. Yeah. yeah, that you know that we were going to be doing this, and would it make a show? And, and Brian went off, and when he came back after the flight, and said, "It's a show, and this is what you do." 
And so Brian came over and we, we you know, went through it and had a great dinner together and actually have, have a bit of a bromance as well, you know, with <laughs> Brian. I love him, but he, he gets it. And I would only do it if it were quality. And, you know, there's, there's no reason to put it out there and be anything less. It, it doesn't need to be done. Right. Um, I, I, as a well, there, there's, a, there's a risk in that. I mean, there's a risk in damaging the franchise if it's not done well. That's right. And um, so, so that's even Thomas, you know, felt that as well. It's, it's not like he said, oh, great idea, go do it. Right. He was worried. Um, can I swear on this? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. He said, you know, Martha, I'm afraid, you know, somebody's going to fuck it up. <laughs> I don't want it to be fucked up. And well, I said, I thing. don't want it to be fucked up either. You guys rolled. I mean, that's and, and well, by bringing Brian Fuller, you didn't roll the dice all the way. You you, you stacked the deck. That, that's <laughs> well, that's that's well, that's, what, that's interesting because I mean, I don't know if you're going to bring this up, but like Brian Fuller, it was it, is an interesting choice because again, I told him this and I told Aaron this, and I'll tell you this is when Hannibal was announced as a series, I was like not knowing nothing, so I didn't see him like Hannibal is a series. Oh, how, how's that going to work? You know. And then mm -hmm. I thought, oh, Brian Fuller. Oh, okay. Well, that he, he's someone that Pedigree. will. Okay, well, that could be interesting, but then I thought, you know, I think when I think of Brian Fuller, I think of genre, I think of whimsy, like he said. A little bit fanciful, little sure, fanciful. and I was concerned about that. But I didn't think mm -hmm. Hannibal, so I had no idea he'd be able to take it to, the, to this level and do what he does. But he's a master at subtlety, Brian, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. and, and so that just truly plays into all the storytelling of the first season. Sure. What is on the nose in this season? Nothing. Nothing. Well, which you, is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and actually, you know, you were right, Joe, when, when she said, why do Hannibal? Well, everybody in the world, when they would, would hear probably Hannibal for television, they would go, oh, back to the well again. Right. So those cards left? were stacked. You know, and, and sure. so it, it was it was a great challenge. Wow. It's, it's, Knowing that you have the um this deck stacked as it is. What made you want to do broadcast as opposed to cable? Because when you think about a show like this, you would think that cable would give you more freedom to uh, approach these characters, considering, you know, we, we've only been used to seeing these characters in rated R films, mm -hmm. and now you're pretty much putting, I mean, it's 10 o'clock, but it's still a, a very different audience, I, I imagine, or a more mainstream audience. I felt confident that the audience was large. Um, and, and that, I also feel the evolution of network television has to be in the shoes of looking as if they were a cable run organization, even sure. though the, the ad sales situations are different. Uh, but I just think from what we've seen since the Sopranos uh, opened it up, you know, Mad Men and, mm -hmm. and, you know, Breaking Bad and all that, the, the characters on television now, the stories and, and being able to explore and take your time with these deficient characters. You know, everybody's fucked up now on TV, right. but it's great because we're all, we all have problems, but we, everything kind of works out and where does it go? And it's strange and it's dark and it's ooh, but um, it's why not on, on network television take that risk at 10 p.m.? They've sure. got to. They've got to drive people back to watch their networks. They're soon they're going to be. I understand reality TV. I understand the economics. I understand the joy in watching them, right. but they also need to have great content. Hmm. Sure, sure. So uh, it is on network television, and it still scares the crap out of us yes. <laughs> every single week. I don't want to go to sleep, and uh, that comes a lot from the serial killers. And we were talking to Brian just yesterday, and he was he he assured us that there's no such thing as the mushroom guy, thank God, or a cello neck guy, or the cello neck guy. guy, or the totem angel pole. wings guy, or, or totem angel. pole guy. Yeah. So you know, I slept a little bit easier last night. I will but from say, from something comes inspiration. So don't take him so literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was just starting to feel comfortable again. Oh, we, we already said they all need background checks. We yes. all we all yes. agreed on that. Yes. Has it been a challenge uh, uh, coming up with all these insane and and 
just crazy serial killers. Who thinks of these things? But that's why you have great writers, and that's oh. why I have a full writer's room that you just, you know, they shut their doors sometimes, and you just hear people bouncing off of, of walls, and they're hysterically, you know, laughing because they have to come up with audacious things, you know, from that then kind of bring it back. We have to challenge ourselves to show things that you haven't seen before because we are not a show that is a procedural show that is one of those crimes of the week that yeah. we've seen before. Right. Yeah. Can't right. be. No. You know, absolutely cannot be. So, you know, take those kind of, of and everything is, is, is beautifully researched because everything that it's written about with all this, there is research behind it that it can be done. Maybe it's not necessarily always done that way, oh. but there are things that, you know, would lead you to that. Well, that makes sense in a strange, fucked yeah. up mind of a serial sociopath. Yeah. I mean, you know, you so. could grow mushrooms in a guy's brain. Yes, and it's just the whole thing about I mean, connection. Again, yeah. you know, the theme of that episode was connecting. Yeah. And Hannibal was connecting, and Will was connecting, mm. and the mushroom man was trying to connect. Sure. So, I mean, it's not just the mushroom, you know, but it's it, yeah. they're all themes that, you know, every week there's a new theme. Well, one of the things I love about this show is that you guys do take the time. It, it is not a procedural. It is, I mean, that's an element of it. But obviously, there's there's so much work and there's so much thought that goes into every decision that's made. And like you said, this is the show. This is an episode about connections. So let's find a murder about connection. Right. Let's find, and and it's it's so we can dive in and give it the. Uh, it, it's worth the attention of a whole bunch of people. What is one of my favorite things about it? Um, also, the look and the feel of the show is just amazing. And you guys, you guys work with some great directors of film and television. You guys got David Slade, Guillermo Navarro, Michael Raymer. Uh, take us through the chicken and egg process a little bit of hiring these guys. Did you seek these guys out? Chicken egg me here. Chicken egg me. Chicken egg me. Oh, chicken egg me. Let's start with the eggs. Let's start with the basket of eggs. You know, we're all we're all sitting around and we we talk about you know directors that that we've all worked with before and and again thank you for noticing that the look is a definite. It's it's cinematic. Oh, and every, that's, mini movie. I know. I don't yes. know if that's even it, it may, even seems degrading to call mini movies because it just feels like a forty minute movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and intentionally so, and so it's uh, it's it was it was purposeful that we um, sought out directors that we had worked with that we liked their work that you know they could also um, honor the the schedule that you have in television as well as getting a quality as well as having their own voice through what they're showing. Um, David Slade, uh, you know, I, I, we've been working with him on something. I, I really am I'm dying to work on a, a film with him. I can't say it yet <laughs> the script isn't quite there. But uh, and and John Dahl, love John yeah, Dahl. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been in business with John Dahl since Unforgettable. But sure. Mark West, we did it. But he did such he does such great film work as well as television. Yeah, I mean he's cinematic. And of course, Michael Reimer. I've known him a long time, but it's Can't it's not mean. just me. You know, it's it it's all the EPs. I mean, the, our partners. You know, and then who we liked, who do you know, and who do we want to pursue, and who's available. Yeah. These guys are busy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we have shifting schedules, which kind of happened to us, unfortunately, we lost some directors because we shifted back. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. So hopefully, the second season will pick those. Yeah, yeah. we have some. Uh, some we can expect some other great directors coming in for season two. Then probably sure. Great. Yes. So, so speaking of the, the the cinematic look and feel of the show, I mean, you know, you know, Brian talked a lot about that. It's important. He's very meticulous in terms of making this look and feel a certain way, production wise and um, set design wise and everything else. But a part of that is the cast. These 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 wonderful actors you have. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I touched on it before. It's a challenge being able to fill the shoes of these great Academy Award nominated and winning performances, like. You know, Will Graham even, or Jack Crawford, but especially Hannibal Lecter, who we all know in, in our brains as Anthony Hopkins. Mm -hmm. So 
talk to me about the challenge of, of really going and finding the title character when we all close our eyes and we think Hannibal Lecter, Chianti, you know, <laughs> how do we, how, how, how did that process go about? And Mads is friggin' perfect. He certainly Who proved knew? that, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it's a tough one. It, it was a tough one, I have to say, because in everyone's mind, you know, in fact, Tony Hopkins walks around, everyone looks at him and thinks Hannibal Lecter right. to this day. Mm -hmm. He's not been able to shake it. Sure. So it's, it's a, um, it was, you know, not that we thought of it as a challenge. What we wanted to do was find the perfect actor, um, European was necessary because that's the, the history of the character. Sure. Also for his, you know, his, the class, his, his poise, his taste mm -hmm. was very important. And um, so, you know, obviously you, you, you go through lots of names, but Mads's name came up uh, quite quickly because he had just won the Best Actor at Cannes mm -hmm. for the film um, that he did. The Wedding, no. It's no, The Royal Affair. The Royal Affair. <laughs> did he win for that one? I mean, that oh. seems so long ago, whether it was, whether it was that be. one or, um, but anyway, it, or The Hunt. It was the hunt. He won just for the hunt. See, the hunt hasn't come out here yet, or it's just go it's going to come out in July. Mm. But um, so he was on the radar, and fortunately, he came into New York. We were all in New York at the time, and uh, he did a reading. Came back, did another reading with, with um, I'll say, well, Graham, Hugh Dancy, <laughs> 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 Hugh living you. in New York, and I don't know. Brian took you through um, that he was Venus in Fur was on on, yes. on Broadway yeah, and that. Mm -hmm. And actually, I've known Hugh for a while because we did a few films over in Europe, and, and he actually we looked at him for Hannibal Rising. Wow. Yeah. So and then uh, so he's a bit, he's he's a fine actor because oh. he's he's young and talented as well as you know a, a very attractive. Oh, is he like star that. quality? Yeah. Star quality? I guess I guess I could see it. Yeah, I suppose. There's something there. Is that what you oh, I have a something. huge crush. Yes. yes. It's not pretty. And so Hugh had actually worked with Maz. So and that was an endorsement too from Hugh. Uh, about Matt. Oh, did you feel protective over these characters going into the casting, being involved with, with, uh, with Red Dragon, Hannibal Rising, Hannibal? Did you have? Well, you do, specific? you do, because of your expectations of who those characters are and sure. who you've already seen them be. Sure. And I have to ask, you, you were talking about Anthony Hopkins, how he can't shake it. Is he watching this? Is he, is he watching Hannibal? Tell well, me. Not right now. Well, maybe, I don't know. Nice <laughs> <laughs> is he watching this show? I wonder what his thoughts are. Maybe in the audience Thanks, of American Tony. Idol. I don't know. He was just there. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good question. I mean, did, did, did you give Tony a call and say, I'm a, Tony, I call him Tony. My, my good friend, Tony. <laughs> T. I just go T. Did you give Sir Anthony Hopkins a call and ask him and, and tell him, like, you know, we're thinking about Mads for this. What do you think? And, he, and, and did, he, did he give a blessing? Did he, are you allowed to tell me? I'm, I'm curious about that. Stuff. No, actually, I haven't seen him in a while. Okay. But uh, you know, the last we saw each other was when Hannibal Rising you okay. know, came out. Yeah. So, oh, but so it's but it, no, you don't want to put him in any position yeah. of. of <laughs> what would he say? Right. What right? do you say to that? What do you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, no, don't ever do it again. Love that guy. <laughs> so, well, well let's let's talk about Hugh. Uh, you know, Hugh Dancy. I'll say it. Oh, fancy, pantsy, dancy. No, come on. That brings it down. Oh, I, 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 I say it with, with, with very much affection. He's been I trying to get me him. to say it for weeks. I won't do it. Thank I'm not you. doing it. I, I, he, he's fantastic. I love, I love you, I love you, Dancy. But uh, so, yeah, he. It, you, we talked a little bit about him, but like him, you know, I cannot picture anyone else as Will Graham now. I mean, no disrespect to, to Edward Norton and, and Peterson and, 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 and the book itself, but, like, he is Will Graham, and, like, what he's brought to it is amazing. And I, I know he's one of the first people cast, but was that, that's, that seems like a bullseye. And that's a lot him. You know, it, it's not like he is 
directed all that much. He, he knew what to do, and he gets it. Right. So it's, it's really that descent and that troubleness that, you know, you worry about him. Yeah. Save Hugh Dancy, you know, save Will Graham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we've all, our, our, big, our, our, our big phrase here is what? Poor Will. Poor Will. Poor Will. Heart goes out to that guy. Every, every week, it's, a, it's another poor Will. <laughs> and then the last thing on the casting is, is you have a, a, a very established movie star in the Lawrence Fishburne. Fish. <laughs> and Lawrence Fishburne, who's came off of a lead t- television show himself, and where he's a lead, he's he's playing. I mean, he's a lead, but he's, he's a supporting role here. I mean, we have Morpheus. We have I said there's one there's one scene where he where he we, we storms a, he storms a room and he has a shotgun and oh, 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 yeah. straight yeah, up like Morpheus. Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There's an episode that we did not air, and it's the episode. Where he is truly Charlie's Angels. Oh. That's the one where you said it. Oh, that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you saw yeah. it on the podcast? Yes, yes, yes. That's the one where I'm like, Morpheus! Or the barbecue when he comes the in. And by the yeah. way, the theme of that episode was family. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I want to get back to that episode you didn't okay. hear, but how did, but how did, uh, how did um, Lawrence Fishburne get involved there? Because you know he's great, and he, he having a person like Warren Lawrence Fishburne in this role as Jack Crawford, which is a pivotal role, but also as a somewhat of a supporting role, adds to that sort of real cinematic depth and feel of this. Because you look around, and there's Hannibal, and there's Lawrence Fishburne, he's over there, and this is a movie, you know. So I'll tell you exactly the story. Chris Brancato, one of our executive producers, um, came on board. Uh, Early last summer, and, and when we were talking about the role, he said, I'm good friends with Lawrence Fishburne. We all went, yes, and what are you going to do for us, Chris? And so it was that relationship oh, you know, that wow. Chris had with Lawrence. Gave a phone call. We're, you know, we're really interested. We're going to talk to your, your reps, but we you know, send you the script. We'd really love you to do this. Right. So it was that initial relationship with Chris. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I love fantastic. those stories. That is, mm-hmm. that is phenomenal. It really does. It gives it a whole elevated, it, it elevates everything. He, he pulls it all up to a whole other level. Um, let me ask you about some of the comedic actors, because you guys, we asked, we, asked, we asked Brian about this, too. You've got some of the most talented comedians on, on the planet doing some of the goriest stuff you got Eddie Izzard, Eddie. you got Scott Thompson, you got Molly Shannon. What are your thoughts on that? Did you did you have a part in going after them? Actually, no. I can't take credit for Eddie Izzard, who is Grandpa Grandpa Munster, right? Yeah. So in Mockingbird, mm-hmm. Mockingbird Lane. Yeah. So Brian had worked with him, and uh, so pretty much we have Dr. Gideon as Grandpa Munster, <laughs> um, as, as as well as obviously we're shooting in Toronto. So what we wanted to do was also incorporate, you know, the the talent pool and and you know rising to the top of of that talent pool. We've got. Scott, and we have Aaron, and of course we have Lara Jean, who yeah. plays Freddie yes, Lowndes, who's right. terrific. She's awesome. The Canadians. Yep. The yep. Canadians mm-hmm. are in, in the house. Yes. <laughs> so we I call the three of them ZPK. So there's Zeller, Price, and Katz. Oh. Okay, so ZPK are on the set now. <laughs> and they're tonight's episode. Oh, wow, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I love, I mean, just seeing Scott Thompson, a Kids in a Hall fan, just seeing Scott yes. Thompson on there doing that kind of a role, I just, just I blew my so mind. Much. Sometimes we range. have to keep the performance back. Just oh, dial it back a little bit. I Scott. can't imagine with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would imagine you have someone whose job it is to hurt him. Just like, Ooh, like oh, calm down. You're wonderful. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. You know, one of the things when Aaron was on our, our show, uh, he was talking about, we were talking about just being in these crime scenes and seeing how uh, these intricate graphic uh, tableaus 
you could say, mm -hmm. then he had to usually go Ten in minutes. about an hour, hour or two beforehand just to prep himself as, a, as being someone who should be just normal around this kind of stuff. Because even, even that stuff to him in real life just freaked him out. And us seeing some of these some of the graphics here is just like there was a couple of episodes we just all of us just jump up like like in a movie theater which is mm -hmm. i think phenomenal and obviously a compliment to uh that to might have been john dolls right under I, the bed uh under the bed definitely the got bed. us oh god oh, okay. that one ruined flip over ruined me <laughs> ruined. it's it's when they do the creepy cam where the where the people and they move in that weird i can't handle it oh, oh yeah that too. some part yeah. of me like I, I can't my mind won't won't accept it he turned it to a little girl it's i, I might have screamed i <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we digressed. No, but uh, but but I just uh, sad but true. Again, I just got to compliment you guys on on just the look on on how do you outdo yourselves? I, I felt like I think there was at one point we were saying you outdo yourselves every single week with the graphic nature of these uh, the prosthetics, yes. the dead bodies, or the the crime that's done to the bodies. Yeah. yeah, and see, the mistake is the audience think thinks that it's always, well, I can't say the audience, a lot of people get confused thinking it's Hannibal Lecter doing all of these things. You yeah. know, they're not really, things are so subtle, they're not really following that it's another serial killer that is doing a lot of this, the dirty deeds, the right. bad stuff. Hannibal's lurking behind and taking advantage of being an influence with the FBI to find out the facts and do his own thing on the side. Right. So, you know, that's that's kind of fun, is, is playing, playing with the you know the wink wink and the joke joke that they still haven't figured out Hannibal, you know his play is his his masterminding, you oh, know yeah. just just yeah. the plays. Well, well, they're trying to figure it out. Well, yeah, <laughs> which is a, a just a beautiful device and part of the show. The fact that the, the us as the audience who has the, all these established expectations about Hannibal Lecter knows we're the only people who know that Hannibal's Hannibal. And the people in the audience, you know, Will and Jack and everyone else just thinks he's Dr. Lecter. And it, it, it offers some real shouting at the screen moments for like, it's Lecter! It's so great. Like, don't do, don't listen to him! Don't well, listen to him. It's, it's just when, when they start saying, well, I, uh, when you hear Jack say, oh, well, I trust Hannibal's uh, assessment of Will. You know, you just hear him saying that. <laughs> right? like, Are you crazy? Would you <laughs> stop doing that? That's right. And Hannibal's saying, I will help him. Right. Yes. Uh, will, I am your rock. <laughs> that is an amazing dramatic device, which I don't think I've seen before. It's just something about that. Psychic driving. It's psychic. Oh, yeah. Mind blown. Wow. That's amazing. Because I've never seen this level of the storytelling before where we as the audience get to be in on, in on the, not the joke, but in on the terror in a way that just draws us in. And it's, it's such a brilliant way to tell a story. And, and it's innate to the material, but also appreciate, appreciated by Brian Fuller, who's a fan of Alfred Hitchcock. And ah. that's what Alfred did beautifully. There was always the ticking bomb under the chair mm -hmm. and the audience just waiting for it to go off. Hannibal is that ticking bomb uh, in the know, room. I, I really, we've said it before, but so much credit has to go to Hugh Dancy because if you didn't naturally empathize with him and he didn't play, the way, play it the way he does, it, it, all of this would get. If you didn't have enough empathy, it would get. It would get tiresome almost. You'd mm -hmm. be like. You'd be like tired of feeling that. But you, you played it just right. You got. You got the entire season, 
And right at the end, which I won't say anything because certain people, you know, but right at the end, it it, 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 it turns around. It, it's perfect. It turns around at just the right moment at the end, and 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 it just it's beautifully done. You guys surfed this whole season. Thanks, and the fans write in and say, "Oh no, he's sweating. Oh no, now we know. Don't oh, no, Will, don't sweat. We know what's going to happen." <laughs> that's his, that's, he's going to Hulk out. That's his. Uh, that's his. That's his tell. He Hulk's out. <laughs> Hulk's out. What was that? What, 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 what question? <laughs> what has been for you? Uh, you obviously you live you live tweeting the finale tonight. Yes. You definitely respond. East Coast, we get the feed, mm-hmm. so we do it at 7 o'clock, yeah. LA time, and then 10 o'clock again. What's been the, the biggest surprise from the fans out there who you've been corresponding with and reading from? I was never into Twitter before before this. I, I thought, you know, who wants to, who's interested, number one, in any thing I would say, you know, so I, not a personality of it. Oh, you're cute. Maybe, maybe not that I would tell you something about Hannibal. <laughs> but, um, but what, what started to happen really quickly was this fandom. And then they started to call themselves early on fanables and they did their own hashtag fanables. And it just grew exponentially because we are not only in America and Canada, but in 37 other countries around the world, pretty much around the day and date of our show, except in France, Italy, Germany, I think those are the big territories that will come out in the fall. Wow. But uh, so because we have this trending going and then through this, this fandom has grown because our, our partners foreign are AX and Sony, and they let their distributors know what the hashtags are that the fans are using as well as what we're using and that, you know, follow us live and we follow them. So it has just grown so big. There are two ladies that took it upon themselves early on to do this big spreadsheet of their goals of what they wanted to do. And it was massive. And it was unbelievable. Uh, One of the things every week, um, you know, they thought for for a while, because there wasn't a renewal notice, they wanted to save Hannibal. So the hashtag was save Hannibal. And that trended around the world. So it was like number two trending. Uh, The other week, okay, the Emmy buzz. Um, You know, there's, it's, it's, you know, we're a late bloomer coming to the Emmys. So it's a very, very long shot. But one of the hashtags last week was Emmy RSVP. And that trended number one globally as well as number one in America. This week it's Emmy al dente. (laughs) 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 Hashtag Emmy al dente. So that is all, um, you know, pretty much organized through these two ladies. There's Christy Gay in Australia and Catherine Boyd in New Jersey. And and we, you know, they they run things by us. Would it be okay? But one thing that they've um, they've just taken on is is because this being the last show of the season, and, and a lot of people are writing, oh no, we're very sad. What will we do? They came up with two ideas. Hmm. The first one is a Hannibal book club. Whoa. So you know, because they maybe are familiar with the books, but what they want to do is with the fans do a book club, and over the season of I don't know how many months, cover all the books of Thomas Harris. Two chapters at a time, you know, they'll read it, and then they'll kind of do, on, they have got a Facebook page. It's, I think it's really? Hannibal Headquarters, HQ, oh. and they do the live chats, but, you know, and they're very, very literate, these ladies. They're very smart, and they've got great ideas, and uh, so, so that's to come, starting, I don't know, you know, exactly which date, whether it's next week or the week after. But also in July, they announced the other day they're going to do a blood drive. Oh. I mean, we're not a vampire show, even though the N on the Hannibal looks a little bit, but that's a knife. But okay. um, <laughs> so it was inspired, okay. it. inspired by episode 11. Mm. Dr. Gideon mm. has uh, indeed done Dr. Crothers and is in Dr. Crothers' office. Did the Colombian tie to him, but also drained him of blood and made very nice little packets of blood in a cooler. And so left a note, please send on to the Red Cross. (laughs) So the show Hannibal is a very civic, social-minded, 
you know, show. Oh, <laughs> Beverly Klatz last week was doing jury duty. You know, so, oh, yeah. that's right. so, so they had the that's idea, right. and they took they took that. You know, they they did a uh, a snapshot of of the what do you call it? A snap. A, Screenshot. Screenshot. Screen Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of a screen capture of of that note, and so they posted it with a hashtag. Dr. Gideon sent me, and they encourage everyone during the month of July hmm. to choose an organization like the Red Cross, or you know, they're not. It's not like a Red Cross is endorsing them, or that we say Red Cross, right. but go to a place that you know to donate blood because one donation saves three lives. Well, sure. I was going to say, I mean, it's, since it's for July and uh, Comic Con's in July, and I've we've heard that uh, you are going to have a presence. Hannibal will have a presence yeah. there, which that, is that'd be awesome. A, that's going to be awesome. Oh, first God, of all, so I excited. think that would be great if you guys had a blood drive down in San. Diego uh, the day you have your panel or afterwards and, uh, and so I've got a very good that. friend who's high up in the Red Cross so let me see you know whether they would maybe entertain sending a van I'll be down there <laughs> I would I would definitely give blood uh, I would know how to organize a blood I'm not sure well I'm not sure either I'm, I'm just I'm just the idea guy I'm not implementing it obviously <laughs> but uh, you when, you, when you said that in July I was like oh what a perfect uh, what a perfect idea but that's a good idea to yeah. think about but know? speaking of Comic Con though mm-hmm. uh, I mean we're really excited what uh, I mean for the fans who are going down to Comic Con, what do you, what can they expect from who's going to go down there? What uh, what what do you what can you say that you guys might be showing well, as, any as surprises? As, well, we're going to do. Are you serving any food? Oh. <laughs> uh, no. Who will be there? When will be there? What will we serve? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've been known to serve pizza to everybody, but I don't think I can do a, a thousand in one hour. <laughs> um, with the panel, of course, and mm-hmm. so it's Brian Fuller, David Slade, Hugh Dancy's coming in. Huh? Yay. Julia just bought her ticket. Get me yeah. in. Get me in. <laughs> and then little me, little me will represent the female side. Um, so, so far, it's it's the four of us. Mads is actually busy. He's just finished a film, but he has other plans in Europe. So I'm not sure if he's going to be able to. I mean, right. that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. If he awesome. just flew over. But, uh, yeah, I, they've, they've got a couple releases that they're doing a lot of press for as well as other things. Right. But, uh, no, it's it's exciting. You know, now we've, we've just got, you know, it was just announced, I think, last week. So yeah. now we've really got to kind of pinpoint. And, and, and I think, too, if there is such, you know, a, a, a thirst for it and a demand for things, and that could just, you know, feed the frenzy, you know, maybe more things can be done. Right. Okay. Well, we'll, well, we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely we'll be, be there. We'll so. promote it. That'll be the next hashtag. Yeah. That'll be a great hashtag there. <laughs> Let me come, guys. Let so me come. I, I want to, Bring course, me with you. Come on. <laughs> Um, but if, but I want to just go back to the, one more time for the ladies' names. I wanted to make sure we get those. The Catherine, the, the, the one from Australia, the one from New Jersey, the fans. Mm-hmm. So it's Christy Gay, K R I S T Y, Gay, G A Y, and Catherine with a C, Boyd, B O Y D, and New Jersey. Awesome. Book clubs and then blood drives. Exit 22. <laughs> Exit 22 Exit on the jersey. I don't know. <laughs> right. yeah. That was always so, that blondie joke I love. I love that, yeah. Jersey, Jackson. <laughs> So I want, to just, I want to talk a little, a little bit of business. We we talked about the fans and how much we all, as fans, love love the show, and we know the show was was on the bubble. We had a couple things happen this season, which were interesting, sort of newsworthy. We had one episode that that didn't quite make it on the air, that that didn't, that didn't make it on the air, that that we all saw and the fans saw and we saw and, and, and we and we yeah, we saw it online and we did a podcast about it and it was great. But uh, talk about what what happened there and the decision to. Uh oh. There I am. Sorry, talk, talk about the decision there to like sort of maybe why, what, what happened there? Just so the fans can know exactly what happened with that. It was a timing issue with by the time we'd finished the cut and they had the, the massive killing in Sandy Hook. Yeah. And there was just a huge sentiment of sadness. And how could people, you know, how could you kill children? 
Right. Yeah. And so this episode called Sif, which is a bad egg. Yeah. Talk about eggs and chicken. Um, it it was perhaps you know Brian thought it was inappropriate. Sure. And it, it was it was a big ask for NBC to to put it aside. You know, and we you know careful and not. We didn't want it coming out that we were a violent and grotesque show because that's not the intention at all. It's, right. it's more, you know, we're more and more about examining the violence of it. But um, so the decision was to, to then, because we have so many other things that are great in the episode, not just the procedural, which was the, the children killing their families, sure. um, that we didn't want to lose. So that's why the decision to put it up on the NBC.com. Yeah, you did the web episode. Yeah. So that, that was a great idea. What? That's a good there because I think the, the the perception of fans is that NBC pulled that, that's that a, that's a, was, that, yeah, yeah, I thought it came from network. And then no, it, it was actually a request from Brian hmm. that that's great. you know he he felt that it would be inappropriate. Right. And uh, you know obviously NBC you know worries of those things too. And um, so it. it uh, and I, I, you know, obviously in other countries and other territories it was it shown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it was just the sentiment in our country at that time. And it was before the bombing in Boston. So it's almost with timing wise, it looked as if. I think and a then lot, Boston yeah. had the, oh, yeah. they pulled it because of the Boston bomb. That's what I think that was a perception with a lot of people is that it happened yeah. in Boston. And it wasn't. How right. interesting. So and then, then the other thing that happened was, you know, we had this great, all this press and these wonderful reviews and we all loved the show. But then it looked like for a second there, you might, we were on the bubble and it looked like that we, you know, we talked to Brian about it, he's got a seven season plan, you know, and we're not going to get to Red Dragon until season four. And here we are midway through a fantastic season one. And there's a question of whether or not you guys are coming back or not. Um, Brian, on NBC. On NBC. That's what I was going to ask ah. you about. Because Brian said that, you know, he was never worried because there was always interest around the world. I wanted to talk about maybe that, that process and just, you know, get, you know, getting picked up by NBC and then maybe having to take the show somewhere else. And just the overall the interest around the world, how this is a worldwide show. Well, exactly. And we've got great partners, you know, with, with Sony and um, Gomo internationally. And whether it, it was to have been on NBC or another venue, I think that could have been worked out. It would have been disappointing. You know, no one likes to be rejected for, for any kind of reason, you know, whether it was a political reason or for, you know, ratings. And, you know, it's just, you can go into all this whole thing about the night we were on, the time slot, the lead-in, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, NBC does like the show. And uh, and they and they made a, a good choice. It just they kind of stayed away from making that that decision uh, till pretty much the end, you know, right. of, of when they they could make the decision. They okay. just sweat it out. Well, we're, we're, all, we're all glad <laughs> they why. did. So bef- before we get you out of here, anything you can hear? We're, we're we're literally about two three hours away from the finale here. So any any, any anything you can tease us to with, with the finale, and then maybe even a tease to season two. Well, I just think that, you know, we've seen Hannibal through all the episodes just ratchet up the the mind, you know, the psychic driving, just ratcheting up everything to play according to a plan, which he probably didn't have a general plan. But it's amazing how he can always take a situation and turn it into what would benefit him. And that's what's always amazing. Is And then tonight, it's masterful, oh. what, what, what actually he does. Um, of course, we've, we've got... Poor Will. Oh, poor Will. But Will is excellent. You know, obviously he he does continue the descent and um, 
and, and, and basically has to, to own up to something, but yet scales start to fall from his eyes at the end, and you just won't believe this ending. The last minute of this episode is my absolute favorite. I get goosebumps thinking about mm -hmm. it because we also use a musical cue. I won't tell you which one, but it is my favorite musical piece from any of any movie I've ever seen. Wow. But it's one of ours. Um, and it just, oh, I made a bad comment to, to Brian. Should I tell you? Yes. No, no, that'll probably go out. That's bad. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you sure? No, no, it's gross. It's gross. No, no, no. Anyway, but it's, 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 it's something that happens to your body when you, like, besides goosebumps or something else. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> oh, a female body. <laughs> and then it's maybe when you're lactating or something. You know, so go from there. <laughs> but it's, it's just you. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I didn't want to know. He's that little girl again. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> it does happen. So anyway, it's it's just an awesome episode, an awesome ending, an awesome time to just oh, I want to rewatch all the episodes again. So and that's what launches into we have a summertime coming up. Those yeah. that haven't jumped on board, there's time to you know binge watching. Just love sure. that. I do it myself. Any mm -hmm. plans for DVD or, or release date? Are you aware of that? It uh, Lionsgate has the DVDs. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure of that date. Amazon will come out with uh, then their. It's their venue in July. Okay. Oh, that's right, good. good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, but we'll have lots of goodies in the DVDs. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we'll have that episode four in the DVD. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. iTunes, of course. You could have gone yeah. on yeah, iTunes and bought the whole season. We that's how you got it. And Hulu yeah. Plus yes. also. And is it? Yeah. Well, at least Hulu Hulu no. Plus has been doing the NBC stuff. No, no Hulu Plus. I don't think they have oh, Hulu Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. iTunes had episode four. iTunes had episode four. Got it. Okay. So, I mean, all these, all these, you know, ways of seeing it and revisiting it and watching it. And, and then now you kind of know what it is. Throw your own dinner parties now. Get all you guys together oh. and, and do stuff like now you can have fun with it. Yeah, you can yeah. enjoy lots of pork. When, little when spleen, spleen, spleen in the food processor. Yeah. Oh, no, tonight, tonight, tonight is tet. Veal. Tete-a-tete. Uh -oh. You know, Hannibal has a tete-a-tete -tete with Dr. Dumoyer. Yes. Oh. Our lovely Gillian Anderson. Mm. A tete-a-tete -tete with a tete du veau. Oh. What is the veau? So when, oh. is, the, when is the Hannibal Ooh. cookbook coming out, by the way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah when, I know, that might be something we can do season two. Okay. You know, just yeah, kind of, we, we tried to do something before, but the, we had all these great ideas, and, and it's just, you know, you, you lack the resources and manpower sure. to do stuff. Yeah. Well, you have, you know, we'll, we got to go, but we, we do have you know, my, my favorite guy, uh, Jose Andres. Jose and, 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 uh, I can't remember his last name. Andres. 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 Uh, as, your, as your culinary consultant, so I'm sure that he'll have a hand in. Uh, as he did in the first season. Yes. Yeah, which is so much fun. I don't know if you can go back to the bazaar. That's what I was telling Brian. I said, I don't know if I can go back it's, to the bazaar right? anymore. It's weird uh, now. Yeah. He's like, well, what's in the martini, man? But, well, 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 thank heavens he's European because Europeans, they, they use every single part of oh, yeah. the pig. And, you know, so that's, again, what, you know, Hannibal, you know, as he's cooking, you, you honor each part. And that kind of goes into the Garrett Jacob Hobbs, mm -hmm. you know, sure. part of it, too, yeah, that yeah, goes yeah. into Will, who just can't shake Garrett Jacob Hobbs, you know, right. honor every part of her. Wow. wow. Oh, Eat it all, it. baby. <laughs> well, we honor every part of this show. <laughs> so bring it all the way home. Oh, nice. I'm Joe Braswell. Uh, no. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Martha, for coming on. Thank you, Joe. And having us. We're very, very excited Julia. to see the finale. We'll talk about it again in an extended podcast. And then, you know, we'll maybe, uh, we'll definitely see you down at Comic-Con. But well, maybe Brian said he will maybe want to come on after the finale to talk about it. So maybe we'll chat some more later Love you that. know so we'll, he's we'll, so good there's more there's more to talk about <laughs> yeah, there's, there's lots oh and i didn't even talk about seasons two but get him too 
Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, a, that's a tease. Yes. That's what mm-hmm. they call a tease, Jeff Lippa. Is that what that is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for reminding everyone. Okay, well, that, that was a tease, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> before we get out of here, why don't we tell everyone where, we can, where can we find you on Twitter there? All right, so my, you call it hand, what, what yeah, handle? Yeah, handle. It's Neoprod. Neoprod. N-E-O-P-R-O-D. Never would have guessed that. Neoprod. No, I don't know why I said I didn't want my name it's on it. Fa- that's fair enough. Okay. So I thought it was the Matrix or something. No, I'm, I'm with it. Uh, Neo. So Neoprod. And then, uh, and then we're, like that's it. That, that's all we got for today. Uh, Joe Flippo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. And uh, here uh, for Mad Men with Joe Braz, we'll be doing our big finale uh, show on Sunday. Awesome. Julia Kelly. Uh, find me on Twitter as well, Julia Carley. My name, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Nando Bell. What a coincidence. You can also find me on Twitter. That at, is remarkable. I know, at Nando Bell, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and also here doing some other shows like uh, After Buzz for Defiance and uh, Rest of Development and Falling Skies. You're not going to believe this, but you can find me on Twitter as well. What? It's incredible, I know. <laughs> Joe K. Braswell, at Joe K. Braswell on Twitter. And uh, I'm Mad Men with Joe Flippo. We're doing a big giant finale with the cast of Mad Men coming up on Sunday. And uh, we have a Hannibal finale tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again, Martha Dillerman, for joining us. Thank you, everyone. And we'll check you out next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.